Hello and welcome to episode 42 of Mooncast. Uh, I know it's been a month or so since I've done one, but that's the way it is. But I've got an exciting one today. I've got Julian from Out of the Breach uh, on the line. I think this is the furthest distance Mooncast I've done. <laughs> um, uh, for anyone who's not not familiar with Out of the Breach, um, first of all, go and watch it because it's awesome. Uh, but Julian is is in is in Berlin. Um, so he's recording. We're 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 doing a we're we're crossing the the great Brexit divide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and we're 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 doing a recording. We're going to talk a bit about uh, just Mooncast generally. We're going to talk about the breach, um, and we're going to talk about the fate of Eric as well. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, if if you hear it crackling and things, and it's not time to time to crackle, what I'll do is I'll, I'll sort of pause recording and, I'll, and we'll start. I might start the question again or something. So, apologies in advance if the recording starts to drop at all. But me and Julian have been chatting for about ten minutes before we started, and it seemed like a good connection. So, um, uh, it's usually my end that's a problem because I live in the middle of nowhere in, in England, and my internet's <laughs> not great. So it's probably me that's, that's the problem. I imagine your your internet in Berlin is probably quite good. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. It's it's famous to drop out uh, sometimes, but I think I have a stable connection on my end. Yeah, and mine seems okay now, and I'm I'm the only one in the house using it. That, that, <laughs> okay, fingers crossed. Nobody's fingers streaming. Crossed, <laughs> well, yeah, as well. Um, yeah. So I thought what we'd do to start with is would I wanted Julian to talk a bit, because <laughs> um, I always like to start these conversations when I have a guest on with of how that person got interested in the game. So I'll let you kick off, Julian, with, first of all, how, how you found Moon, how did you find Moonstone in the first place? How did you discover it? Um, yeah, like, I think the usual way through YouTube, because I'm in the wargaming hobby for long, long, long time. And um, it was a German YouTuber, actually, who done a, a video about Moonstone. And uh, for me, actually, it was love on second sight <laughs> because I was in some some other projects involved, some other games, and it was a timing of maybe not another game, not another game to start because uh, we all know the problem of, oh, this is nice and this is nice, and then the pile of opportunities start uh, uh, piling up. And um, I just put it aside. I, I watched a bit of the video and thought, okay, maybe it's a bit too cartoony, too comical for 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 my taste, uh, because I was um, coming from from Malifaux that time. Uh, but I don't know how <laughs> how it got to the second watch through of the the video, or maybe it was the battery port. But uh, something got me got me hooked. Like I think it was the battery port and the card mechanic where I was used to, or I was interested in because of Malifaux. Because I was like, okay, dice rolling is nice, but a card mechanic is uh, maybe more interesting. And I watched the battery port, and then I sat through. I think he done an hour of like a whole introduction to the game, to the miniatures, to the mechanics. And I was hooked <laughs> from that moment on. Cool. Well, what was the name of the? Because I, I remember that I remember there being a German 
another German YouTuber who did it. I can't remember what channel it was. Do you remember what the it channel was? was? It was Tobi, and his uh, German uh, channel is called Beer and Brezel Tabletop. Yeah, yeah, so I remember that now. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember when that when that started. Yeah, I remember being. I remember being Tom being very excited that someone was playing it in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. So you mentioned um, Malifaux, and I've, I've, I've looked through out of the brief. I've seen the other couple of games you've got on there, but I'd be interested to know your. Like as you said, you've sort of been wargaming for a long time, yeah. um, as, as you know, I have, and a lot of lot of people who play Moonstone. For a lot of people, I don't think Moonstone is the first game they played. Uh, but what what if you wouldn't mind? But I'd be interested to know your kind of gaming history and what, what yeah. you started with and, and what you've gone through. And I always find that quite interesting. Let's let's see because I think with all these years, I think it's like the the, the standard standard story of uh, a lot of of, of older folks. Um, because I got like my first get in touch with tabletop where I was 14, and it was Warhammer 40k, yeah. and I couldn't afford it, <laughs> couldn't play it. Uh, so I think I, w I I met one of my classmates who was into into 40k, and um, I got hooked with the idea of this whole sci-fi world and miniatures, and but I I could afford just a few miniatures, and I had what well, we had like a five-hour-long game where I just played with uh, cut-out papers with the base sizes of Tyranids <laughs> and <laughs> play the game with that. But I found it awesome and it um it never left me through through the years. I, I bought some miniatures here and there. I was interested in in reading reading the stories like for a 14, 15, 16 year old old boy it was like uh, intriguing to hear all this brutal fighting stuff. And I enjoyed uh, sitting down and, and, and painting painting miniatures. And then it was like an on and off relationship where I grew grew up because like then it's school and um, you start start learning and working and stuff like that. And so for the next years, it was always like packing all the stuff in boxes and just throw it in a cellar or in a in a in a in a cupboard or stuff like that. But um, I always got back. I always got back to to the things and just unpacked them and was was interested. And I think it was about my early twenties where I just got into a hobby hobby store and known get to know people there. And we started playing Warhammer 40k. And then it was uh, um, soon like switched for for Warhammer Fantasy, and that was like my my main game. And especially the people I met there, we are uh, friends till the day so it's like a friendship growing around uh, the the tabletop tabletop hobby and so we played like warhammer fantasy for a long long time and then it should be around seventh or eighth edition where they things started to getting weird <laughs> and weirder and then they the usual stuff they killed the the, the story uh, um, they killed the game most of yeah, for like the whole the whole rank and file thing, like that was. Yeah, we play. Yeah, we we played Warhammer Fantasy right until they they killed it, and then we we stopped as well. But yeah, go on, go on. 
Yeah, and like then it's it's the usual stuff like Warhammer, the old world was more or less killed, and then we got or I was like like the the force uh, to to search new stuff, and so we get into War Machine and Hordes. But actually, it was a misunderstanding from my side. I like the concept, I like the miniatures, but I thought this is a game where it's about objective play. Because they had the whole steamroller thing, and it was about, for me, in my perception, it was about, it was objective play and a skirmisher. <laughs> and oh boy, I was wrong. But I got my boys hooked. And we played War Machine and Hordes, but like the, the the collection grows bigger and bigger and the armies grows bigger and bigger and like you, you you took hours to play a game and stuff like that. And it was the the whole kill the king mechanic where it's like gotten down. And I I was searching searching for like a more objective play based game. And then War Machine and Hordes got killed because they done the weird. Uh, um, the weird thing from Mark II to Mark III, where all the cards getting lost and it was all got, got digital and stuff like that. And I think we bought some out of a sale and never played again. And then I won in a in a in a competition. Oh, it was not a competition. It was a lottery, um, and I could. I got a store store voucher from an online store, and then I saw my first <laughs> Malifaux box. <laughs> so I bought that box, and everybody thought like, "Oh no, not another system! Please yeah. don't." Um, but I got into into Malifaux, and there I got my game where it's all about objectives, and so I got my 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 boys hooked playing Malifaux. And it's our main game ever, ever since. So, like la after after Mark II from War Machine and Hordes, it's like Malifaux as the main game. And then I dragged them over to um, a bit of a bit of Frostgrave to have like s easier easier systems because I think Malifaux is great, but Malifaux is very complicated, a lot of rules, a lot of stuff to think about, and sometimes you need a bit of of lighter of lighter play. Uh, there is a nice little German game called Summoners. They haven't had the chance to translate it in English, but I will surely feature it on my channel because it's also an, a nice nice rule system with dice. And then it got to Moonstone because I also think Moonstone strikes a great balance of having a good tempo in the game um, and have like weird and swingy interactions so to keep the game excited but uh, exciting but also like the the tactical depth of thinking about what do i want to do within the game what do i want to how do i want to like tackle the game because of all the moonstone randomness and stuff like that and here we yeah. are <laughs> yeah yeah no, that 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 sounds remarkably familiar yeah um I mean, I've, I've said it on previous podcasts, but I, I went through exactly the same, um, very, very similar transitions. Uh, I didn't do Malifaux. My my gap between Warhammer Fantasy and Moonstone was, was Guild Ball. Oh, yeah. Um, which I played quite a bit for a couple of years. There's quite a few videos on the channel 
Um, but then I I kind of went off it because they made they kept making changes to it, which, which I found really irritating. And then they they kept trying to it, it was a tournament game, but they kept trying they kept trying to, they, they kept trying to rebalance it constantly. Yeah, which didn't really work. And they I think there were a lot of problems with it. I mean, it was the 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 core concept of the game was great, and then it got. And then, then it got killed anyway. It got completely killed. They just stopped making it. Um, but by that point, I'd already got into Moonstone, so it didn't matter. Yeah. And then, yeah. But I still play 40k, actually, interestingly. Um, like Moonstone, I would say, is... is so I, I play with my friend Jack, who's obviously on the channel a lot. And, and it's, you know, Yieldy Battleps, who's stopped off as his channel, and now it's our channel. Um, but our main... The, the, the two things we really play are our oh, Moonstone and, and 40k. Yeah. Um, he, he keeps trying to get me to play Kings of War as well. <laughs> um, and he's got all the stuff for it, so I don't, there's no excuse. I just can never, I, I'm, it's that same thing as, as you mentioned, like, oh, yeah. another game system, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, like, we bought Necromunda recently, and I want to play Necromunda because I love the lore of it, I love the story of it. But we that was about six months ago, we haven't played a game yet. <laughs> it usually... Time. It usually needs someone who is like fired up to do something mm. uh, because like all the rules thingies and stuff like that and like to remember new rules and get start a new system. You need one at least one person who is like into and like getting into the system to just being like, okay, it's it's good because of we should try it because of this or that. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I mean Moonstone. I mean we went we went into Moonstone completely cold because we I, I backed the original Kickstarter, um, having never seen a game of it before. The first uh, one with a fire spitter? Not the first one actually. The, the, the fire spitter. So this was this was just a test, right? This was just about the miniature. That one was, yeah, that, that one was a test to see if basically if anyone was interested in the models. Yeah. Um, I didn't back that one, and I still regret it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do actually. I do have a limited edition Phantom Cat model. Um, Tom gave me one a long time ago. I think I'm one of the few people that owns one. Um, but we then, when they'd finished the the Fire Spitter, or when Tom had finished the Fire Spitter and Fancy Hat Kickstarter, he re he did the actual game not long afterwards. Um, it was like six months to a year. He released a game. I think the one that came along. No good for listeners at home, but one came. I still got the box. Oh. My original Kickstarter box. <laughs> and basically, we, I, me and my friend Jack, we backed that based purely on the models. Yeah. Just because I, I literally fell in love with the fairies. Um, and I was like, sod it, we need a new game because of that, that was at the time when fantasy had been dissolved and I was going off Guild Balls. So I was like, well, we need a game. Let's just go for it. Sod it. Just try yeah. it. Um, and it wasn't until it arrived that I thought I should probably look what this game is actually like. And we played a game and we're like, this game is amazing. <laughs> um, I should then... I should share another story for for my my getting into Moonstone because um, I got interested in the game and I I talked with one of my friends and he was like, no, not another system, please don't. And then I called another friend of mine and he was like, okay. It has a card mechanic. Okay, okay. I mean, it's 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 okay. And then like the first one is, it was like, okay, when you when you when you are convinced, maybe. 
and i sat down with my with my family and we were talking talking about stuff and like my channel was at about 600 subscribers and i was thinking about yeah what can i do with my channel do i want to feature that game because like i left out the episode of mythos <laughs> and I, I, lovely miniatures i love the the hp lovecraft vibe of that miniatures game but like the rule system isn't isn't that good you find like one battery port but i love the law so i did some some law videos uh, which nobody isn't really interested in but i wanted to do them and tested tested my skills and we were sat down and we we're talking about stuff and like uh, um, my my brother-in-law just uh, sat there and was like yeah just just sh sh write an email to the to the company of moonstone and just tell them that you have a channel and you can maybe do something for it so i was <laughs> very nervous and i shot them an email and i got an answer <laughs> i got a start to set from them um which uh, uh, led to like uh, frame it as an I will love them forever because of the fact of it, because like they were the first ones who uh, 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 reacted to to an email or I was the first first um, write, wrote them an email and they like reacted and they sent me a starter set and were like, okay, do something. It's totally fine for us. So I will love them forever for that, that I got my, my first starter set and I think it was okay because I'm... I cannot stop collecting Moonstone now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it's hard. Like, 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 I've got, I've got every single Moonstone model that's ever been released, including mm. all the limited edition ones. And whenever, I think, like, in, in the recent Easter when Tom did the limited edition Jackalope model, I was like, oh, I don't really need another Jackalope. Model. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. Of course, I need it because yeah. I need all of them. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I got was, two, I've got two because I've got limited edition and the and the other one. I've got two Dacalotes now. I've got two Dianas. I've got two Zoyas. I've got two Callisters because I can't. I've got two fancy hats. I'm so so jealous. Pass. So jealous of Lubars and uh, the the Gwendoline sculpt. I really I really like and uh, that that's also the reason why I I, I ordered the the angry jackalope it was like ah oh, do I really need another jackalope I'm I'm not sure but then the other voice in my head was like do you really want to miss it <laughs> do you really want to yeah, miss it yeah I don't want to miss out on it have you seen by the way that that Tom's he's there's gonna be a limited time only when there's gonna be some I don't know which one it is but I've done my deal with Paolo. <laughs> he, <laughs> he 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 sat on the on the computer for the both of us because at that point uh, Tom didn't um, show that they got uh, uh, they got things with the packaging and sending to to Europe stuff straight, so to speak. With my last order, it uh, it costs much to 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 deliver, and I think it was held in customs and I had to pay taxes on the doorstep. So that's why I talked to Paolo and asked him um, if he if he's willing to to order to order for me and I will will come to Bristol to the tournament and end of August if uh, EasyJet isn't cancelling the flight. <laughs> Fingers yeah. crossed. And then I will meet the, the the whole bunch. So I think he was lucky enough to get me a Zoya. <laughs> so I have to start to play Lashavod now, <laughs> which I was like my mainly I play with band on the channel. You see him playing Lashavod, and that's why I play Commonwealth. And I have some Dominion stuff I have to to get to paint to. 
because just painted miniatures on the channel, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, I understand that. Yeah. So now, now I got my hands on the Zoria, and he was like, he 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 sat there when they release it, and he had like the drunken Fritz <laughs> uh, uh, in, and then there was a hiccup on the on the web store, and so he just got around to get to get the Zoria. Okay, so start playing witches, witches for me now. <laughs> it doesn't mean that you have to buy the other, the other two witches if you haven't already got them. I buy the box. I buy the box. I buy the box. Okay. There's no n n nothing bad about having two Zoyas when you have like two Jackalopes. <laughs> yeah, no. And the fun thing with having the angry Zoya model is if you pull off her ability uh, yeah. to make her angry, you can swap. You, I, I like I like to swap the model down. Yeah. Um, what's it called? If you pull off violent impulse, um, I like to swap the model to show that he's yeah. really angry. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's why I I will definitely back every Kickstarter coming our way and try to get like the the limited sales. But I think this one today was like the last to get out the 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 last bits. Yeah, I think yeah, because Tom he basically you know he, he just he has some usually has some limited edition limited edition model like left over and he just once a year he just opens the coffers he calls it and fail <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I've got, I've got, I've, I've got them all obviously, but um, yeah, it is. It's good they does it. It's nice. It's nice way for some people to get those models that um, aren't available the rest of the time. Um, so it's in because I've never. Sorry, going back a little step now. Yeah. Because um, I never, I, I did actually play Mythos once. Um, I had a demo of Mythos before, and I, and again, I was kind of like, oh yeah, the models are cool, and I like the concept, but. Meh. Yeah. <laughs> was a bit odd about it. And I have I played I did have a demo of Manifo a long time ago. Um but again I was kind of it was at that time when I was like, I don't need another game system right now. <laughs> but I mean I'd be interested to know because you've played obviously a lot of Manifo and then now I play yeah. Moonstone. How how and not necessarily how do the game systems compare, but how do they how do you think the games kind of compare in terms of um I don't think of the word I would say accessibility, but I don't know if that's do you know what I mean when I say accessibility? Mm-hmm. How easy yeah. is it? Because I because I, I think Moonstone's actually fairly easy to pick up. Yeah. Uh, as yeah. long as you're a gamer. If you're not if you're completely new to games, Moonstone's kind of as, as easy or difficult as any game is. But if you're someone who played miniature games, I think Moonstone's yes. a very simple game to pick up and, and it play. It comes, comes very natural, yeah. 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 What's Malifaux like? I know this isn't a Malifaux podcast, but I'm interested to know how you think it compares in certain mm. ways. I think Malifaux is complicated. It is, definitely. Um, because nowadays, they done good with the switch from second to third edition, I think, um, to reduce a bit of the bloat with all the conditions but what's left is is hefty it is it is a big pill to swallow when you try to get to get into it but it offers so much with all the card mechanics like all of us coming from from game systems where <clears throat> you roll the dice and there you have the deck of cards and you flip it and uh, very soon you realize that um, 
it makes a difference if there are just like the four ones in the deck and like four thirteens for both both players and it makes quite a difference that you have cards in your hand that you can cheat because um as you you will know like other systems try to to um work with a reroll mechanic to give you the second chance and to to let you direct the game in in a path where you you want it but you can roll two ones in a row i can do it perfectly fine but with with Malifo, it is like okay there i have my 13 in hand and i can think about the situation coming up in this turn where i want things to go right or to go to go my way so that gives the player a lot of um like strategically power to decide where things will go go right so there is a lot a lot uh, of stuff to to discover but i don't think it's it's an easy accessible game because i teached like my friends the game and it is a lot and um i've seen myself even struggle with a game when you pause for too long because there's so much so much to think about um now we are in a good position <clears throat> coming back seeing things a bit lighter playing a bit faster um is also a thing you have to decide with your with your friends not to be at a table for five hours straight some people enjoy it I usually get headaches when I like try to solve the problem and think too much and stuff like that. And I really enjoy a process where you play a bit faster and live with like the, the mistakes. So I think it is a great game. I really love it. But um, for for a new player, it's a lot, a lot of stuff to go through. But there's also one thing Malifaux has and i talked to uh, matt is the, the henchman in, in berlin he cares for for Malifo in berlin and you have so many different styles of of like keywords so to speak so if you like robots you find models for that if you like magicians you find models for that so there's a lot of stuff and a lot of aesthetics, so to speak, to uh, get something for everyone. And with the whole keyword mechanic that is new in the third edition, you have a theme where you can play within. And that's totally, totally doable to just say, okay, this is the master box and you need like these one or two boxes to get the, the keyword done. And then you can, then you can play and then you can focus on that that keyword so that's a good way to get to get into the game but from there on it gets complicated okay cool that does sound interesting it's very interesting um yeah i was just interested because there aren't there aren't very many games that have a card mechanic. yeah well, and a good a good a good card mechanic because like there's so many many layers on top on top because like you play with the cheating stuff but you also can attack 
the the hand from your opponent you yourself have to decide like how on on which cards do i hold on to or not there's so many stuff to to adapt to and what i like to to get like the comparison mode on to to moonstone you drop the moonstones so you always have like a different combination and a different like um setting for the game so to speak and in Malifaux, um we have like the strategy on the table where you choose one out of four and you choose and there are five schemes out of 13 and every player chooses two secretly so there's so much combination going on that like no yeah and that, that no two games are the same because like the objectives always change and you yourself can can see like how is your 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 crew where are the your crew's strengths and weaknesses and when you want to go in and bash heads really hard you pick your crew accordingly and you pick your your schemes accordingly and play to the strategy um but if you want to be like more more the deceptive play style and be like moving around you build your crew in another way and you pick other schemes you try to just like outrun your opponent so there is like <laughs> the sentence that always comes up when someone talks about Malifaux you can win the game without having any miniature left on the battlefield because you played to the schemes and you got Got your points, so yeah, cool. Um, so next, if you might, I'd like to move on to talk about our battle at the breach, um, which again is a good thing. Well, you do a lot of talking, but it's lovely to hear what you're <laughs> saying. Um, because, uh, well, firstly, I really I love watching your your breach. I haven't watched the manifold, but yeah. um. But I'm, I'm tempted to because because I really like watching the Moonstone one. But I really enjoyed them. I really like how I really like how you narrate it. But when, when I watch it, I think God, I must take a long time to, to edit. <laughs> yes. I think, wow. If, if you, I, if I, you, I really appreciate the effort you put in because they're really enjoyable to watch. Thank you. Really enjoyable to watch. And I just think I'm because because when and what I really like about After the Breach and the other channels that do Moonstone is because. Um, uh, early on in Moonstone's history, it was just us doing Moonstone reports. Yeah, uh, which is you know it was very new. But, and um, what I like is when I watch other people's reports of Moonstones, I like it that we all do it differently. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because if everyone does it the same, it's not it's not very interesting. Um, but you, but I feel like yours is your way of doing reports is is very unique, at least to the ones I've. The channels that I follow and watch because it's, it's very unique, um, which to me makes it particularly enjoyable because it is so different to, to other ways of re recording games. Um, but you know, I, I'm 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 not going to copy it because I don't I don't, I don't have the time. To do it. <laughs> you can you can um, copy it all I'm the way. I'm sure you wouldn't mind, but I generally don't have the time or probably the technology <laughs> to do it. But um, but I am really interested to know like the process. That you go through to make a report. Yeah. Wouldn't mind explaining, like, like almost like a step by step of how you do it, because I'm genuinely interested as to how you, because the outcome is great, and I'm genuinely interested as to how you get there. 
So there's there's two ways to approach the the, the topic. One is like go a bit it, back to the history history so to speak of the channel is <laughs> not so so old, uh, or just like um, get the version nowadays uh, how I do the the Moonstone battle reports. Well, why don't you give us a, a, a well? Let's do both of them. Okay. <laughs> Did you okay. give us a brief history of the channel? That's all. That's interesting as well. Like I say, you, 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 you've not. I sort of think, going by the, the dates and the videos, you've not. It's not. You haven't been doing it for ten years. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, let's start with yeah. Go go with a with a, a, a history of the channel as brief or as long as you like, and then. <laughs> you know, we'll 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 listen to what how how you make a report as well. Okay. Okay. No, I try to shorten it a bit, not to not to bore bore anyone out. Um, like I started the channel because I, as like a lot of uh, tabletop gamers, follow a lot of YouTube channels and I watch battle reports because I enjoy them. In the time where I like just paint or I do not have the time to to play myself and like to see games I do not know or like just to see games where I do not have the time to play. So I follow follow YouTube channels, and um, I also think I have the the urge to create to create stuff to do things, and so I came to the point where I thought, okay, maybe maybe I should try it myself. I should try out doing doing better reports, and I sh shall try to to find my own voice. And so I, I just started the channel. I did just a video of a, a um, of a, a tabletop con convention in 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 Hamburg, and um, with a with a goal in mind. Okay, I do like just this video, and then I start my first Malifaux uh, battle report. And then I got um, uh, to contact Toby from Bier Brezel Tabletop, which um, he is such a lovely and nice guy and he wrote me like <laughs> messages over messages over messages and um, because i was asking him questions like how about the the lighting stuff and what what programs do you use and stuff like that and um, i also was asking him because he um had better reports where he does the handheld camera thingy yeah and um i wanted to try that out that's because that's like the first uh, mellifaux battle report is with a with a camera in my hand and try to to follow follow the stuff and it was a lot of work but i enjoyed it i enjoyed it really much and i thought okay let's continue it and that's why uh when when people watch the the, the battle reports from mellifaux they see that i think i was just able to put out a battle report every every few months or like there were pauses of half a year because it even if at that date it was like a really, really, really a lot of stuff I have to th to think about, like how to present the game and how to cut stuff and do I want to do music? And I always had in my head 
all this um i want to do like overlays and thing i want to show more so i have to to like get to to think about video editing stuff and when you watch these this this videos you will see that i tested out a lot of things which was on one hand it was good to like see what the program can do and what ideas um i have in my head but you also see like that the, the pauses were long because because it took me so much time Time. And I, <laughs> I always started from the beginning because I thought like, oh, maybe I can do the channel trailer like this. And then I went off like two weeks of editing time here and there to just do the trailer and not do the battle report. So I had to, to like, uh, does a lot of side, got a lot of sidetracked here, here and there. And um, it took me time to develop my my voice so to speak and to think about like how do i want to to narrate a game it was clearly for me i started to doing things in german and in in english and i had to stop hard and early because it was just too much i had to to cut and edit two different battle reports because like all the timings and all the sentences were like into to different yeah. time length so i had to do all the work twice so i couldn't couldn't do that and i just had to to um to continue in 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 english and that brings me also to the fact that i also have to take time after uh, recording the battle report to to write it because i'm not so able to just do it on the fly And maybe I don't want to do it on the fly. I think there are possibilities to to do it in that way. But my the concept, my 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 train of thought there is always I try to strike a good balance between narrating a game and explaining all the interactions and all the rules out there and not to be like the this is a how to play but um, especially for Malifaux I wanted my my audience when they watch a battle report where two to factions but like more the two keywords to to cruise go fight with each other after you watch the battle report you have a good impression of what are their strengths what are their weaknesses what are the rules involved and i try to always think about okay this is a complicated rule or like this is a really important um, interaction for the crew i take my time to explain it in length and i developed also my my editing skills like with all the the card mechanic i've done it so complicated for for Malifo, um to to have the card moving in and have like a turning turning motion to show the back and stuff like that so complicated and it took me so much time and uh, that's also why i thought about um how, where where are easier so to speak easier easier gaming systems so and that's why i i i i, I did stuff for for mythos And I think about a lot of other games I want to to present on the channel because like Out of the Breach was born with the thought in my mind, okay, I I want just one game. I want just do Malifaux battle reports. 
and like through my journeys it is for me like okay nowadays out of the breach is just my brand so to speak i want to do malifaux battle reports but there are like when when the video is done it is an hour battle report and it is a lot a lot of time uh, uh, going into just like one one battle report and i cannot even think about doing malifaux battle reports regularly because it it's just it's just too much and that's why it is for me a really nice time to doing stuff for moonstone because now my train of thought is i want to do stuff for games i really enjoy and i really love where i think it is worth putting all the time and effort in <clears throat> and as i said earlier like okay they have my <laughs> never ending love for sending me the starter set so i will i will continue doing stuff for as long as i am i am happy happy with it um so second chapter is with all the learnings how do i do a moonstone battle report so first things first is set up all the stuff cameras and lightning uh, lighting i think lighting is really important that everybody can see what's going on nowadays um i really enjoy like the multi camera setup and it's not so multi anymore because i'm also not so fond of um lots of movement and lots of switching of perspectives so to speak because then it's it's also hard to follow like what is going on on the battlefield when when every time the camera camera angle angle switches i did some testing to do like um perspective from different sides of the board but it's like switching switching too much so setting setting off got my my camera which is down low because nowadays i think it's also nice to have a close up from the miniatures you love yeah. you take time painting and in moonstone when the fighting starts there happens a lot of cards drawn cards playing against each other values have to like uh, you have to do a bit of math <laughs> and yeah. nothing happens on the screen um and so i was like i think it's it's, keep, it's getting keep, keep, keep going my i got yeah. my make my cat's calling at the door but keep going <laughs> yeah yeah so it is uh, good to have a bit of like different different perspective and see the see the models see the models up close and i think i've done a few malifaux battle reports where i just had one camera from from further further away so you have like the overview over the battlefield and nowadays i think okay it's good to have the to have the overview but it's also a bit boring <laughs> you want to see like yeah. a bit of close up action i i really enjoy like that that you you and jack usually uh, up up front and close close to the battlefield so and and moonstone tends to like focus around the center center of the board so when you see my moonstone battle reports you see like the camera perspective from my overview cam is going left to right left to right left to right and then it's like turn two or three and then you have like the one perspective where you see all the miniatures you see all the moving moving parts and you can follow follow the game along so then i drop the moonstones 
usually a few times <laughs> tweak things here and there because uh, like sometimes they are in an, in an area of the, the the gaming board i didn't set the terrain up yet um but uh, it would be not so interesting i couldn't catch it with the camera camera right so i i tweak things a bit here and there to have it uh, uh, in an, in a nice way in a nice way for the camera and then like all the all the gaming stuff happens usually like my friends know how to switch the cameras so we can do the do the gaming gaming part where you have to be focused um because you play the game you think about stuff and you uh, you have to remember mostly <laughs> mostly the rules uh, uh, it's not too bad if things get like lost in the heat of battle Uh, so to speak, yeah, it's not yeah. not that big of a deal, but it has to ha stay within within limits, so to speak. Yeah. I don't want to present a better report where it's like, okay, this we get wrong and this we get wrong and this we get wrong. So, but a few stuff yeah. like happens to all of us. Of course it does, yeah. So do, and, do, you, do, you, do you record? Do you record? <coughs> sorry, <coughs> do you record the whole game and then edit out the bits you don't want, or do you just record certain bits? I record the whole game because okay. then we came to the second second part and like now we have the, the parts that are really eating eating the time um, because like the recording bit with all the setting up, uh, up I, I, I done by myself but like the recording especially for, for Moonstone we can do in one and a half to two and a half hours depends depends on how the game game goes you you all know like when miniatures uh, uh, and models start start uh, get getting slain left and right it narrows down and then you're then you're done so that is not so much more especially when you focus on okay we know how to where is the camera now and what angle do we do we want to have for the the usual thing is like okay the first melee fight starts and i always forget the close-up camera <laughs> and yeah. we do the fighting without it and it's like okay i got excited there it's not too bad <laughs> but like let's just be uh, uh be focused enough to when the next fight happens like switch cameras cameras down um so i i have to record uh, record record everything for me because um in the second step of the whole how i do a, a moonstone bad report i sit down and watch through all the footage that's why i'm happy when everybody at a table is is focused and it's not too too much time thinking and stuff like that uh, because i have to get through all the footage and um i have it on the on the one side of the screen i have the footage and on the other other side of the screen i have like a, a writing writing program because i write everything down i really try to to think about how to how to develop like the little story that is that is going on because there's always always like stories or interactions i find i find funny or worth telling a bit of a bit of story around and um i have to carefully think about like where are we in the in the rules did we have that interaction before or not do i take my time like especially with um 
uh, Kaufman's money money back it is a complicated thing and I uh, to to strike like the the chord with narrating the game and explaining the rules the first time we have the money back on the table I have to explain the thing a bit not to go like on the, on the whole technical thing and then now I started to to develop my thoughts in between the in between the 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 the, the turns um to just like sum up what happened what was good was was where bad what are my my thoughts to it um so i experiment with that but um because i'm not a native speaker i have to to write it write it all down to get like a concept for the for the bad report and when I'm done with that, which takes like um, the time of the recording because I have to watch all the footage plus like another one or two hours because I have to pause stuff and, and write it down. Then I can get to the audio recording. So just like read out, read out the script. Um, that was like a decision I took long time ago to have... Um, a consistent and coherent narration all over. That is why I write everything down and I do like the recording in just one one sitting. So not to have like bits bits here and there. And when I got that, the the audio recording is my guideline in my video editing program because everything else just evolves around the recording and then I take all the footage and I can like cut the visuals to the narration to show the things I'm 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 talking talking about and take like the pauses where the pauses pauses are and all the <laughs> the other magic happens uh, uh, which distracts me every time because mm -hmm. like I try to 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 develop my skills and try to push myself every time a little bit. I really enjoy Moonstone for being with a concept. I really I really enjoy, but um, I want to do overlays. Now I have like the whole card card mechanic and the 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 life totals I have to do by hand. So that's all 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 good, but with situations happen i got ideas so i think it was the fourth battle report with um the first time bjorn was on the battle report and he was playing goblins and chaberoon and i had the thought in my head for ages now it doesn't have to do anything with chaberoon but like to have stuff uh, uh, digitally uh, edited in but be on the table <laughs> <laughs> and Chaberoon was the perfect time for that. So I had to sit down for a few hours to figure out how can I do a card animation where the cards are getting flying onto the table and showing showing the value. So I, I always get distracted by that, but I always <laughs> learn something. I always learn something about, my, about the video editing. I always learn something about, okay, that took me like eight hours and it was like a <laughs> 20-second clip and it's not worth it. Or I, it took a lot of time, but I think it looked really cool and now I know how to do it. So the next time I, I do it, it will be way, way faster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, that's it. That is interesting. Um, and like the, then, then we have, 
then we have to just like get the get the narration straight. We have like I have um, uh, usually two passes through the whole video editing process because I cut all the video footage down to the narration uh, and got my first pass through the through, through the material where I just like see okay the narration is 20 minutes or half an hour long so that is the the, the final time uh, of final length of the video and then I do the second part where I do all the editing bits I can take the stuff I produced in beforehand, like the whole, the the, the clouds are flying by and it's turn one or two. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't have to to reinvent that. And I'm good that I'm <laughs> at a point where I do not have to do it because it's fine. I think the clouds could look better and it could be way, way more interesting. But I can take this and edit all the cards in and get all the new... Um, the new new ideas like from my first uh, fate of eric battle report i got a comment from a from a viewer who was um, asking about like a moonstone score thingy so in between these two battle reports i sat down with with the with the image editor thingy and thought about okay how to to present the moonstone scoring at the top of the screen okay. And so I edited that in for the for the second one, and I'm happy happy with that. So I continue that. So all in the second pass, it's all the all the editing done, and then I'm good. <laughs> and then it, yes. I think it is. I'm I've never sat down and 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 wrote it, but I think about fifteen or twenty twenty hours per per battle report. Yeah, that's that's not good like a big process but but the outcome is fantastic so <laughs> i have to say like, it's very enjoyable to watch so i'm i'm very glad you spent that time doing it because it's brilliant thank um, you yeah thanks thanks for that julian it's really interesting to hear you do it um uh my process is significantly simpler <laughs> <laughs> well i don't have i don't have the technology to to really edit videos to the same extent jack jack does and sometimes yeah. i get edit videos like for our most recent video um which hasn't gone up at the point of recording this but soon. Um, hopefully soon he's hopefully it. Soon. I, don't, I don't want to say too much about it because this this podcast will probably go up either tonight or tomorrow okay um he's he's, he's doing a lot more editing on that because it's our yeah. 300 video um it's a bit of a special one so he's he's going to edit that one um and add some more fun stuff into it to make it more interesting but um yes I'm so like when, when, when we record, we we have to take a lot of effort into the raw footage. Yeah. Um, because I don't have the time or the technology to, to, to edit it as much as I necessarily like, like. Like, I'd love to buy a new computer and, and get a better camera and do it properly. But basically, as a full time teacher with two children, most of the time. Um, yeah. You know, um, so we, we prepare. The lighting and the camera angles yeah. and everything and the cards and everything ready for the for the raw footage so that when i come i basically i basically put all the clips together watch it once do the transitions between clips that's pretty much it because that's all i've really got um, the time for but but we yeah. get we get perfectly i'm perfectly happy with the result for the time it takes so um so it's fine um i think so, you can you can roll the camera a bit longer you cut out sometimes the interesting bits and come back come back yeah. later where stuff happened. Yeah, I think, I think that um, that comes from a couple of things. One, because 
if if the battle report goes on for too long, yeah, if it goes on for, in, in terms of if it goes on for long, about forty five minutes, it takes about five hours for me to upload it. <laughs> oh, okay, so bad. yeah, and yeah, sometimes okay, I get it, that. Sometimes, 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 but it's real shame. We are we are supposed to get super fast broadband here where I live soon, yeah. but the, they've been saying it for a year, but COVID obviously did have an impact, but. And when we get super fast broadband, I'm hoping to be able to make longer videos with more than one to be able to upload it. But generally, it's it's a problem. Um, I do I do kind of I'm still kind of not a hundred percent happy with how we record Moonstone because okay. sometimes I feel like it's almost too quick and yeah. Like that for was... example, we don't we don't talk too much or as much as I would like. Okay. About like the tactics and the decisions that we make. Yeah. Because because when me and Jack, I mean me and Jack have probably played. Well over a hundred, well over a hundred games of Moonstone. Yeah. Probably just against each other over a hundred games of Moonstone, and more than that against other people. So whenever we're do, whenever we're playing a game, we're, we are discussing the game the entire time, we, and we talk yeah. to each other about tactics because we're not really that bothered about who actually wins. <laughs> we just want to enjoy the game. We want to yeah. better. We want to learn things about things. Doing things, so we often. Not obviously when we're doing a bluff or not, not when we're doing the actual. No, no, no. But we'll talk about tactics, and what we'll, yes. he'll say, you know, he might say, oh, "I don't know whether whether I should move this model here." I say, well, if you move them there, then this could happen, and uh, and we'll talk about it, and we'll do the same. Yeah, um, that's exactly so, exactly it, what it, happens. It, what happens yeah. behind the cameras in 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 my battle reports, because like we are also assessing the situation, and um, like I'm interested to tell an interesting story with the game and to show maybe an interesting tactic. And um, it's not like I I stop every move someone makes and discuss it, but sometimes it's just like okay, let's think about what shall happens next and what are good yeah, ideas. Yeah. And I think it is it's um it leads to a very uh, more interesting and enjoyable game when I can tell my opponent if you do this, I have the time to do that with my model to heal it and stuff like that. So maybe do that to go and do something something against yeah. I mean for me it, it comes out of a bit of a desire that I don't I don't want to win yeah by my opponent not knowing my cards for example yes yes that's yes. something that always annoyed me when I played Guild Wars against people they would like they'd have a new um team in Guild Ball and I might and they would like catch me out all the time because yeah. they wouldn't tell me how yeah, things yeah. work the gotcha no, like, is I, awesome. Like I'd do something, but they, and, they, and they would know I was about to make a stupid error where something wasn't going to work, but they wouldn't say anything. I said, well, that's really irritating. That's a really annoying yeah. thing to do. Um, I mean, I, I can't catch Jack out with it anyway, because he knows all the cards we've been playing for ages. But yeah. I've also got my friend Phil who comes on the channel, and he doesn't know all the cards. He doesn't. He's a good player. Like, he, he can play it well. Um, but I will definitely explain to him, like, well, it... He must say, well, I, I'm thinking about doing this. I'll say, well, if you do that, it's fine. But as you say, I can heal him straight away afterwards or yeah. forget that this character is minus two of eight and behind obstacle or don't forget that, like, for example, he, he wanted to go and hit Wasp at 1.1 1 .1 in the fair. And Wasp's got a, his, his um, buckler. I said, well, look, you yeah. can go in and hit Wasp, but just remember that you can only ever get one hit on him. Yeah. Can't get them off. Oh, he's like, okay, that's okay. You know, or... He went to go and hit like things like um, Tito, for example. Like he wanted to cast a spell on Tito. So, well, don't cast a spell on Tito because you've got full energy. You're not about to yes. back at you. 
I, yeah. I don't want to have those what what in English I'd say gotcha moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was telling that catching someone out. And I, yeah. even, even when I played in tournaments, like I, I played a few most of the ones most of the time I play in tournaments is one that I run myself, yeah. but I have played I think one or two tournaments um not that I've run. And even then I will still tell people oh, if you do that by the way, yeah. it's not gonna work. Yeah. I don't I wouldn't necessarily give them loads of advice on how to beat me because I don't want to win but I do also don't want to win too because I don't know what my cards do so I will explain I don't want yeah. to be caught now and no usually it's it's all about I, I really love the open information game and everything about like okay I tell you what is like my especially for Moonstone what is my signature move what can you expect yeah. from a model and just tell okay that can happen and yeah. Uh, yeah. to just and, and, and like and, open with it and the thing with Moonstone is it's not like this this it's not this will happen, is it? Yeah. Because signature moves is a classic example. You might not get yeah. the one. Signature moves, what I like about them, for example, is that you don't always get them. So it's not like every single time you go into melee, you can do a signature move. Sometimes you do you not get, get them. them. You, so, you, you you double bluffing things because you're expecting other things. And that's, I, I really, I really enjoy that. And that's like the part where I come back to the, to my point with like, please get the camera rolling a bit, a bit longer because in my battle reports, all of that is in German. <laughs> all of the yeah. player interactions are in German. So you miss all of that, all of the discussions, yeah. I try to get like nowadays um, bad confirmed that it's okay for him that I take some original audio footage and put it way back in my in my outtake session to to yeah. to catch a bit of the vibe of the game. But uh, usually you miss all of that and you just like, get the the narration and a bit of tactic talks, so to speak. Yeah. And then yeah, we have like on the other. On the other end of the spectrum, we have Paolo who's doing like these this this live streams and putting up the the tabletop simulator games. But there you have videos that are sometimes one and a half, sometimes two and a half hours long, yeah. and you have the time to to sit through all the thinking and waiting and discussing. And it is for me, I really enjoy them. I do not have the time to watch them every every time. Um, but I really enjoy also the t taking the time just be there when the game is happening, and he also always like discusses uh, uh, after the game what happens, what went right, what went went wrong. So you get nice nice informations and nice interactions out of that. But they are like quite long, so it would be awesome to get like the thing in between. Yeah, it's finding something in between, isn't it? That's kind of what I'm still searching for, even though I've done. I don't know how many, lots of movies and videos, lots of battle reports. I'm still trying to find that that happy medium. Yeah. I think I'd like to keep the movies and videos to less than 45 minutes. Yeah. I think any more than, I think when you, when you hit an hour, you start putting people off. People think, oh, I, can't, I haven't got an hour to watch it. I don't yeah. Know what I'm you know, and it's trying to find somewhere in between. Like um, Jack has a separate channel that he records 40K videos on. And he does them with, he just does a photo a bit and he narrates over the top. And he does them in a oh, round. Okay. And that, I actually really, really like his report one because I yeah. know it's him, like my best friend, so seeing <laughs> how he's done it. And he, he never tells me the outcomes of the games before I watch the video. I always tell him, don't tell me, I want to see the video. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's a personal interest for me because like, he's, he's like my best friend. Um, 
but he has a fun way of doing the recordings where he he does it in like an electronic voice. Um, he doesn't narrate it; he types it. It's a, like a tight, okay, electronic voice, um, and he puts clips and things in between. But he's got he's got them. He's got forty k two thousand point forty k report down to ten minutes. That's uh, and, that's and, and managed, an accomplishment. And he's managed to do it in an interesting yeah. way. I mean, he 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 he's only been doing it for about a year and a half, and he's got something like three and a half thousand subscribers. Um, yeah. I mean, it's 40K, which is always, yeah. he only does 40K, and it's a big game. It's probably yeah. the biggest one there. But, you know, he gets a lot of good comments and stuff, and it's, uh, they're very enjoyable. I mean, I don't think it worked for Moonstone, but it's trying to find something in between like that, which is really yeah. short. I, th- I think the, the, the most important thing for doing, like, uh, creating stuff and doing things is just, like, try to, to see what you want to do, what you think is a, a good combination of things, test stuff out, uh, uh, where, where are you, you are interested in, because I, I think it would be possible to do Moonstone in a very quick format if you want to do it in a very quick, quick way. Yeah, you could do it quickly. Um, but I'm not. I'm not so sure, as you said before, uh, if, if Moonstone is the the game for that, because like it is about all the the interactions between and the that maybe the tactics behind it and stuff like that. Because sometimes yeah, stuff goes down very quickly, and so it's like okay, yeah. that happened it, that it, way. It's also a much more interactive and sociable game. I mean, yeah. In the, I mean, I like, like when I play 40k with Jack, and that, that's very sociable because we're good friends and we talk all yeah. the time. But 40k, you, you can literally play by yourself. Um, yeah. I mean, during lockdown, I actually yeah. did. But like Moonstone, you have to interact with your opponent. You have to talk to them. You have to, like, with a bluff mechanic, with yes. the melee, you have to talk to your opponent. Um, so it's a very interactive game. And, and the, literally, the mechanics make it like that, don't they? Um, And that's the thing that I kind of still don't feel like I get quite across yet. Like I end up doing sort of um, narrating what's happened. And sometimes I'll try and talk through the tactical decision that's been made, but it's very much yeah. me narrating the tactical decision in this conversation rather than people hearing the conversation. Yeah. Um, which is not the same. I mean, we don't do much longer time ago, we, we, we recorded with, playtesting models um, and people would get you know basically a preview of, of unreleased models i don't do that anymore um one because tom doesn't want me to but also i kind of realized that it was very much a mutual decision between me and me and tom in that those battle reports a long time ago with those unfinished models are almost yeah because like some of those abilities that we were playing in those battle reports don't exist anymore um yeah. Yeah. so People could watch those battles now and go, well, that card doesn't do that. Um, no, they don't, because that was a playtest game. Um, and also, we've moved on to the point, like you say, where um, I only want to have fully painted models in the reports, not yeah. paper dots. Um, yeah. So the reports become crisper in that way in that the rules don't... There's updates, but basically the models don't change drastically. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like... I think what 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 sometimes people can miss in in particularly mine and Jack's games is that no matter what the final score was, if if I've won five Moonstones to one, that doesn't mean it wasn't a really close game. Yeah. Every game between me and Jack is really close. We know each other's models. We know all the models really well. We know the gameplay. 
you know, like the back of our, I mean, I, I never look at a rule book. Um, you know, we know the gameplay like like back of our hands. Yeah. Um, and it's always really close. Occasionally, we get a very swingy game where we happen, one of us happens to get all the cards we needed and the other one doesn't. Yeah. That, that, that happens with dice rolling where you roll yes. one game and you probably roll six as a whole game. So that's just the nature of tabletop gaming. But generally speaking, the games are really close, which is great because the game's always really interesting. Yeah. Um, Jack would say that I, I'm better and I win more, but I don't feel like I'm better at playing Moonstone because the games, it's never a walkthrough. I never beat him easily. Yeah. Um, I probably have won slightly more games, um, but I don't think that's necessarily relevant, particularly. Um, Jack, Jack's a very good player. Um, and um, the game, like I said, the game's always really close. And I don't think that necessarily comes across in the report, which is a shame. But um, but what could could work perfectly fine for your fir- format were like the, the the afterthought thingy to just like do the better reports. You're used to doing them, experiment a bit here and there. And just like the two of you sit down after the better report and talk it through one time yeah, just like the interesting post, post the interesting I, points i did do i did do a couple of um podcasts about back reports um, i know it wouldn't <laughs> i probably wouldn't I, i've gone off doing that as much now um because i kind of like the, the, the channel and 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 the podcast are actually separate yeah um, so i think what i would actually do is i would do a a longer bit at the end of a battle report just talking about it um but i might i might do some more of that i haven't actually recorded the moonstone for a while now but um like i said we've got this other one coming up soon which, which is going to be a longer video um because i asked track to record it um yeah. uh which will be an interesting one obviously it's, it's different again i don't want to go into it here because i want it to be a surprise I, th- I think you know what it is anyway because you yes. listen to our podcast. <laughs> I listened closely. I listened closely, but my mouth has yeah. shut. It's, it's fine. But I, I, you know, I'm not giving a complete secret. I just don't want to go into it now. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, there's this because I'm just, I'm just aware that we've hit over an hour now on the podcast, which is fine. But I do want to talk about uh, the fate of Eric. Yes. Um, because it's a very interesting thing to do. What I'll do is I know that. First of all, I would say to anyone, go and watch a the Out of the Breach Battle Reports, but also your sort of introduction videos to the Fate of Eric, because they're good to watch as well. Um, but for anyone who hasn't, I'll quickly go over what the Fate of Eric is. Yeah. Um, so it's a community event run over, um, I think it's eight weeks. I'm right, eight weeks. Yeah, four phases, two weeks per phase. Yeah, four phases, two weeks each of eight weeks. Uh, and basically what it is, for a long time, Tom's been thinking about like an evolved version of Eric. It's been in, it's been on the cards, I think, since the first Kickstarter he wanted to do it. It just hasn't happened yet. Um, so he obviously, I think, he, with, with Joe, um, they decided to do a a community event where the outcomes of people's games will determine Eric's future. So this is Eric the Squire, um, well-known character for anyone who's in the starter set. Um, been around a long time, very popular character as well. Um, so originally, Eric was always supposed to become a knight and just be the evolved version was going to be a commonwealth. Um, but I like the fact that 
um, or no, he was going to be a knight, but there was also there was also a thing where he was going to be taken over by Diana. Um, but I like this way they've done it um, instead. Uh, so essentially, there's we've got we've all we can all play with this new Eric stat card, not a new model. It's the same same model, but called Eric the Unsure. And whenever you play a game of Moonstone, you can pick any any anyone playing can pick it. So you can be playing Eric versus Eric. Um, but he's got a Commonwealth, a Dominion, and a Leshevolt stat card now. Um, they've got similarities. Uh, the signature move is the same on all of them. He's, he's kept, you'll regret that as his signature move. Um, his stat lines are pretty similar. Um, for the Commonwealth one, he's got two into melee now, but he's still melee three and arcane three minus one. He's minus one, I've evaded on all of them. But the Dominion one, he's got melee four. Um, and for the Leshevot one, he's got arcane four, but apart from that, the stat lines are the same. He's got a long sword in the um, Commonwealth one now. So same as Fancy hat, plus one slicing and piercing. He's got a leather jerkin in all of them, and he's got some kind of healing ability in all three of them as well. He's got Field Medic for the Commonwealth of Dominion, and he's got one called Revitalize, which is slightly different for um, uh, for Leshevolt. He's got the same health and energy stat line for all three, and then his other abilities are slightly different. So he's got Your Hero, um, which I think used to be called My Hero, but it's now called Your Hero. Um, uh, for the Commonwealth one and for the other ones he's got different active abilities um, for the Dominion he's got one called Fear where the target loses energy and then another model within four can gain one energy and for the cult, for the human one because he's now a cultist in that one uh, it's a once per game all models suffer three magical damage which is quite brutal um, but like a lot of lesser abilities it costs more than he starts with so he needs to get an ability he needs to get a um, another energy. Obviously, for the Commonwealth one, he's got the same uh, passive ability that um, the evolved, no, the evolved Grub's got, um, Herbert's got, where yeah. you can't include Eric the Squire and Eric the Unsure, which makes a lot of sense. And then, yeah, and then he's got other, other, each one's got a new passive ability, so. The Commonwealth one, he's got what's called Champion, so this character gains plus one melee for each friendly soldier or noble within four. Uh, in the Dominion one, he's got something called Intrusion. An enemy character within four makes a melee attack. It doesn't gain the plus two for being attacker. It's quite cool. And then for the Leshevot one, he's got um, whenever any character within four is slain or suffers a catastrophe, it gains one energy. Very much follows the, the, the normal theme for Commonwealth, Humans, Dominion, and Leshevolt. Yeah. Um, more, more in the in the Dominion one, it's more in the line with the fairies and Dominion humans than the goblins in Dominion. Um, where taking energy and you know debuffing your opponent is very much the um, Dominion human and, and fairy domain rather than the goblins. Goblins just sneak around and stab stuff in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Commonwealth one is very much that sort of solid human character that buffs other people around them. And the Leshevot one is that benefits from catastrophes, benefits from people dying, has abilities that cost more than they start with, affects things like cultists and fawns. So that's, I like the fact that 
Tom and Joe obviously worked very hard to maintain that um, consistency yeah. with the approach for Commonwealth Dominion. Like the Commonwealth Emic feels like a Commonwealth model. Yeah. The, the Dominion one feels like a Dominion one, and the Leshevot one feels like it's, it belongs in a Leshevot list. So I, I like that they've done that, and they haven't just basically used the same one. Um, so in the, in the eight-week period, anyone can use those use those models, use those characters in a game, and you can you upload your results. Um, and basically, the the Eric the Unsure Commonwealth Dominion Leshevot that gets the most wins. That model will then get made, and the other ones will never will, will not exist. Um, in that eight-week period, there's there's a, there's four phases, as as Julie mentioned. Phase one, it's just the Eric cards as they are. Phase two, it's as they are, but you can also add an upgrade from the campaign deck. Phase three, he, he can have two upgrades, and phase four, he can have three upgrades, which will actually make him could make him absolutely mentally good. <laughs> I'm really excited about using the upgrades on him because the upgrade cards are great. I mean, he could be really overpowered by phase four with three upgrades, um, which would be great because everyone can use him, so it's not a problem. But um, it's a fun way of people using the upgrade cards as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's so that's that's basically it. There, there is some narrative to go with it, but I'm not going to read the narrative now. Um, all this stuff is available for free on the website. Um, if you go on the moonstonethegame.com on resources, uh, downloads, and then there's a there's a fate of fate of Eric bit. There's a whole PDF download. We've just got the narrative behind it, which again, I won't read. I'm sure Susie's the one who's written it. Um, um, yeah, and the the narrative well, is uh, uh, I I voiced the first part on my on my channel with the introduction video where I did all the information. I read the first story part, and like there are more story parts to come. Uh, to the PDF, so you can download then the upgraded versions of the of the PDF, so to speak, because the the story will continue and re will reveal more about the journey Eric uh, uh, will take through the weeks. And uh, yeah, I will continue read the story for the channel. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it'll be very good. Um, so I haven't I haven't played any Fate of Eric Battleports yet. You've, I mean, on your channel you've got two. I I committed I committed to the event. So now to do things officially because I didn't announce it anywhere to to just like do not too much pressure. But um, for the upcoming eight weeks, you will get a better report out of the breach once a week for the fate of Eric. So oh, wow. we, we recorded stuff uh, uh, in beforehand. <laughs> I I really edit. Added my butt off to get all things, <laughs> all things done, but it it is it it works out fine. So we had like yeah, what is did I say today? Yeah, yesterday we had the 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 second one released, yeah. and so every every Wednesday when it everything goes to plan, <laughs> every Wednesday there will be a fate of Eric battle report, and because we just have like my my Eric model here, we do it in the Uh, alternating alternating way so we have like eric the unsure just for for one for one side and then like we switch switch sides every week so just out of interest um which one do you want to win <laughs> do you want to commonwealth eric 
champion. I don't know, I don't know what his, his evolved cards are going to be called. Eric B. Shaw. <laughs> let's you let's see. I mean, let's... the model, um, I don't know what, what's going to be different about the model. I don't, I don't you know, I think that um, the picture on the back of the new card is very much not what he'll turn out to be, but um, I think he probably will have horns if he's in the yeah, he will. He will ride a mound. You didn't mention that. Oh before. yeah, yes, I did. Yes, he'll ride a mound, which he will be. We, we know. Yeah. We know. No, we know. He will be a forty millimeter millimeter yeah. model, and he yeah. will ride a mound. And we just now we just get the the blurry picture where we can play the guessing game. So yeah, it's yeah. maybe a bark. He's riding for the Dominion. It's a stag, maybe riding for the for the Leshevold as Green Knight, and I don't know what it is for the Commonwealth. I cannot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. If the God's first guess, he will have a. I did remember that he will have a. He'll have a. Mount, which will be cool. Cool. Um, I'm. I'm. Well, actually, I haven't let you, haven't let you answer the question yet. Which, which one? Like, or do you not really mind? But. Hmm. I think I want to, sh like, Commonwealth is where my heart is. <laughs> But uh, uh, Paolo said, like, uh, um, a really lovely sentence. Like, he's, he's doing all the, the commercial stuff for Leisurewood and he's really into, into like, Leisurewood yeah, should, should cool. win. And he and he said, like, uh, as Commonwealth player, you will always ha have your Eric. You will always have Eric, Eric the Squire, and uh, 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 he shall develop where he belongs to. <laughs> so he he should be he should be in 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 Leisurewood. Um <laughs> I think my my I'm I'm not so sure if I would go along with I don't mind, but for for Moonstone just to open up another topic, it's um, usually for me when I think about Moonstone and the characters, every character is interesting. Every time I think about Moonstone, I think about the characters. It's I have it in in a bad report where I'm like, oh yeah, and maybe I could try this, and then I try to think about Nettie, and I have had her in the last bad last or the one before bad report, and I think mm, I should try this, and maybe I could play her with that model, and then I think about another model, and then I come with another troops idea. So it is not like uh, uh, I don't mind. It's more like I'm like very excited to see where he will end up. I go with the thought of, okay, we have um, Eric in Commonwealth. And mm, I think with the unsure version, the whole, um, he is now getting supported by the soldier and nobles and is in, in that theme. I'm not so into into that, but I'm also interested to see what, his evolved ver version for Commonwealth could be as a center centerpiece for for a troopy as a as a knight, and <laughs> I hope it will reveal what his mount is because I don't know what it is. But like to to give the answer, it is like I think I'm happy with um, regardless he will he will end up. How is it for you? <laughs> Interestingly. The only one I don't want him to end up with is Commonwealth. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I, I would again. I probably wouldn't mind either way. I'll, I'll look forward to having a new model and a, and a new thing to play. Um, I think historically, I would have always gone with Dominion because 
um, fairies were my first love. Okay. Um, and I think Diana is still one of my favorite models to use. Yeah, I've been using it for a long time. And the whole, I actually I can't remember from the narrative now, but at the beginning, but it used to be that he was going to be like taken on by Diana. So I kind of like the idea. Yeah. Um, but I also like Nashavolt. You know, I've got my own model in, in Nashavolt. I'd like to see him play alongside Brother Daniel. So that would be cool. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be happy, I think, with either Dominion or Nashavolt. I also think that it's possibly. Like if he's going to be riding a stag for Leshbot, that's really cool. So I'd love to see him riding a stag. Yeah. I mean, I know that I have absolutely 100% confidence that whatever mount he ends up with, the model is going to look amazing. Yes. Tom is so for good, sure. Like, Tom is so good at designing models. Yeah. Yeah. I've got no concern how the model's going to look, depending on where he ends up with. Yeah. Um, but... I, I, I would, I guess, I, I would be happier if he was with either Dominion or Lashbolt, but I wouldn't mind which one it was. Um, but that might change when I play more games with him again. I haven't played with Eric for a while, I don't think. Um, but I think I, I kind of agree with Paolo actually on his point that that Commonwealth will always have an Eric to use. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun for there to be Eric's in two. Because then, then, then you could you could actually play a game later on where Eric plays against Eric. <laughs> <laughs> that could be kind of fun. I mean, you could do that anyway, I suppose, in two Commonwealth ones. It'd be, it'd be fun for it to be two different versions of Eric playing each other. Um, yeah, you have to be imaginative uh, for that. I'm usually like, okay, <laughs> no. When when there is the the Leisurewood version, I will not play the the Squire version. I will play anything else. Yeah, I probably wouldn't do it in like a normal in a normal game because it would be weird. Um, but like in that tournaments and things, like people will still play Eric and people will play you know, the involved ones. So that could be interesting. But like, but then like I said, like you, you can play, you can have mirror matches anyway. So. Um, so it will be it will be interesting. Um, I I'm not so sure <laughs> if he talked about it officially if he will release the scores in between like release the score at the end of each phase which would be nice to see like where where the factions are standing and to see like which faction is is doing good so to speak and um, we have like the every yeah that's also important to mention every every moonstone tournament that takes place within that time frame also counts for the results so like the tournaments can really swing the results yeah. in one or the other the other direction so i was very happy because i decided to to uh, fly over to Bristol before the announcement because I just thought okay I'm doing stuff for Moonstone and there I have the t chance to to meet people meet Tom meet Paolo um, and then Joe does the the announcement and I was like yes we have an event oh yes and we have a tournament which also counts for the event that will be that will be awesome so I'm I'm really excited to see how because when we record this we we didn't uh, finish the first phase so we have to to wait and see if we get the results yeah i don't, I don't know if we're getting them or not i haven't heard from that yet. yeah it'd be interesting i think it's a really i like because i've done 
I, I, I remember doing, um, when, I, when I played Gilgal, they did a couple of community events. Um, but the outcomes were very, frankly, dull. Okay. Uh, uh, it wasn't very interesting when they did it, and the, and the narrative didn't seem to really make sense. <coughs> Was I think this has been very carefully thought out. Yes, I think it is uh, carefully thought out. It uh, uh, it it will be interesting till the end to follow the story because I think Susie does a, a, a great job of writing the stories. Like that's for the most part why I I, I decided to to uh, read them for the channel to record them because I I cannot just just read out the story I have to practice uh, because like sometimes uh, I cannot pronounce the words right and stuff like that um, so I think the the narrative going with it in that time frame is awesome and I think it was uh, uh, from a, from a development point of view awesome to see the 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 upgrade so the campaign deck being being pushed because it was released with a with a, a rising a rising kickstarter and i didn't have the chance to to play a campaign game and i think it's awesome so there has to be like campaign better reports maybe you're doing a podcast about it because all the machinations thing but you have to have like a thri thriving gaming group of not just like me i have like two two mates i i play with so it's not yeah like, i've got a tiny problem really is why the moment I can't really do a campaign, I haven't got yeah. enough people who could, who could read. Like there, there are a few other players in my area, but I haven't. You need six at four, least. Four, 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 four you could do with, but it wouldn't be quite good. You need six or eight people. Do you yeah, know you need. You need, you need a larger group to to have like the machinations phase shine. So I'm interested to see uh, Paolo wants to to start an online campaign maybe maybe this this autumn to do like uh, to do it about uh, over uh, TDS. So to see things there, but like we have the upgrades and they are interesting. You've done a better report where you've played the starter set and and throw in some upgrades to see how things yeah, are going. Yeah. I've used the upgrades before. Yeah, not not as part of a campaign, and they are fun. You know, they they do add something new to the game. Which is yeah. Cool. So it's very good to to promote them in that way and to see like. You say it right, okay. In in the last phase, Eric can be very powerful, but also remember it's Moonstone. <laughs> so yeah. sometimes it swings very very quickly and um, is balanced in a in a in a in a very good good way. But I also also think it it um, pushes the people getting involved with the campaign and. You talked about the outcome. I think we have a perfectly set goal because like we are all, all fighting to get this 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 model and we can all remember how we, we we got involved and got involved in like this is the model that is that will be made. So that's perfectly fine. Um, but we're also uh, uh, on that journey. On that, okay, we want to play games, we want to support a faction or we we want him to not end up <laughs> in one fashion yeah. or another. And we're playing games. And by the way, 
trying out the upgrades i i i, I can can think like maybe not a lot of people have have tried them and now it's the perfect time to to play that model that carefully designed model just for the event and like to to throw in some upgrades and to throw in some 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 ideas and to see how like your train of thought goes and how your eric version develops how how many combinations you can try and maybe continue throwing in a few upgrade games so to speak yeah yeah definitely definitely i think it could be very interesting um cool well i think that's I did have a couple of other things we, we could have talked about, but I think I might save that for another yes. one now. Yes. Um, but it's been it's been lovely chatting with you. It really has. Um, thank you so much for taking the time. Because I mean, for you, it's now ten to eleven. Yeah. <laughs> to eleven. Night. So I do appreciate you um, taking time time for this. Because I think it's it's it's, it's going to be a really nice podcast to listen to. Thank um, you. Is there is, is that? Because I always ask this when I have people on, is there anything that anything else you want to say, or is there anything else you want to ask me before before we wrap up? Mm, no, I think we had like a, a wonderful conversation, and I think every question and future questions that come to my mind are, are good saved for <laughs> for maybe another another episode where we have like set one topic and just go in that or, or this or that direction. Oh, so, yeah, yes. I mean, yeah, I'd definitely be on up for having you on again to talk about because this one's obviously been just chat generally about you and about out of the week. Yeah. Uh, I'd definitely be up for you coming on again and we'll talk about a particular box of models or something or, or even a particular sure. game that you've done or something like that. I think we can do more as long as we're happy to. I mean, this this process we're doing seems to work. I mean, hopefully the recording will work fine. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since I've recorded on Skype, but it's, it's a very clear connection, which is great because it's not always been the case. Um, so that's good. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully we can do more. It's lovely to have you on again. Looking um, forward to it, yeah. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, I'll stop the recording in a moment. So, yeah, um, thanks a lot uh, for coming on, Julian. I really appreciate it. And um, I don't know when, for everyone listening, I, I'm afraid I don't know when the next recording will be. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm, sad, I'm afraid I have a very, very busy life. Um, but I will I will keep, you know, you might have to wait, but you will keep getting episodes because I will keep doing it because I like doing it. Um, but I never know how long you have to wait for, <laughs> so apologies for that. <laughs> Anyway, thanks a lot for listening, everyone. Thank and you. We'll, um, hope you uh, first of all, I hope you all have a great time doing the Fate of Eric. Please upload your reports. Uh, and definitely, everyone, if you haven't already, go and check out Out of the Breach because they're very enjoyable reports to watch. Okay, thanks a lot for listening, everyone. Thank you.